pumped to have my friend, brother, compadre, uh, Jermaine Thomas join us today. Uh, he is amazing. I, 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 he just says a phrase. I'm like, wow, that's deep. Uh, Jer- I'm going to let Jermaine, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Uh, but I, I just already know that I'm taking notes to kind of copy some things <laughs> because <laughs> no you always have really meaty thoughtful, insightful things. So Jermaine, give everybody a picture of who Jermaine Thomas is. Yeah. So uh, as you were stating earlier, I put on my uh, Facebook page that I'm uh, conservative in thought and liberal at heart. And uh, and it does. It does cover all bases. And uh, and conservative with respect to not nothing traditional, but just, you know, just respect to uh, what's healthy, you know, what's empowering uh, to myself and to others. Uh, so I am a social worker out of uh, the state of Illinois. I've been uh, so in, in social services for over 20 years. Um, I'm a father of six, in, which includes two sisters. <laughs> uh, I love that. And, and married to my Gotta wife. include them. Laura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and I'm, I'm, I've done ministry, you know, in between time, uh, whether that's outreach, uh, street ministry. Um, now I'm present. I'm a professor at World Bible School University. And um, I host the show uh, on here on uh, on the global. Uh, what's the name of the Global Online Ministry Alliance? Yeah, yeah, Goma. I just know Goma. Goma. It is Goma. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> and so uh, with that is Sunday School Live, and I just take the uh, approach of uh, hitting topics and themes that's uh, current or taboo with respect to our Christian faith themes and topics mm. and take a, uh, a, a, a worldview perspective, whether it's psychological, theological, um, with regards to various topics, discussions and scope. So. Uh, that's me in, in shorthand. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Tom, you know, you know, Jermaine, you are, I, I, I glean so much from you. There's a richness in your perspective and you have such heart and you also make us stop and think. And I, you know, we need to think. And it's, I, I love it because Jesus is so secure in who, who he is that, you know, grappling with kind of the taboo there's like no taboo subject they're all there and he's huge and he's so secure and i love that about him and so one of the things we were talking about discussing there's so many different ways that we could go we're going to talk about the uh ld uh lbgtq i'm gonna make sure i get the everything in right order uh uh community how that relates with the christian faith all of that. And I am really fascinated to hear your perspective on this. Um, it's so needed. And, you know, we are called to love as Jesus loves. And that's a, that's a thing. That's a real thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, t- tell us how uh, this topic sort of became near and dear to your heart. Uh, and, you know, what you're, what you're seeing and to help us to navigate and challenge us and all those good things. Yeah, and uh, thank you for having me and uh, to the prospective family. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think just 
with friends conversations and just being in uh, the social service arena, um, you you hear of issues and, and as it become more of a, uh, a a cultural issue, if you will. Yeah. Um, and today it's a highly debated um, taboo subject for families in some respect, but highly political um, subject with respect to um, the church and its concerns of certain religious freedoms uh, or, you know, the church's response or, you know, what is biblical, what is not biblical. And so you have all of these uh, various uh, representatives, if you will, putting their stake in the ground. Mm -hmm. And then there's the arguments. And so I'm like, well, what's in the middle? (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) yeah. So I like to explore what's in the middle and it takes a bridge builder um, to, to discern, you know, what's in the middle and, you know, build bridges. Uh, The church, uh, the world knows the church Mm -hmm. more for what is against than what it's for. And uh, yeah, sometimes you would think that the uh, the church would need a uh, a, a person that would help. What you call those, like a publicist or someone? You know, they right? help them get their message together. Right, we do. <laughs> we need a branding person. helper, a spokesperson. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we're we're in need. <laughs> yeah, to help us, you know, uh, 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 grab our message. Right, you know, and what's central to uh, the Christian faith, the mm-hmm. themes, the the story. Uh, the message and convey that to the world. Uh, but that has not been, you know, the case uh, for, for years. Yes. So statistically, uh, Barna Group uh, released, I believe, some statistics in 2020 about mm-hmm. the state of the church. And people right. are leaving the church in masses. Right. Uh, in the, the recent political upheaval, the racial injustice issues only upended that. Yep. And, um, and so... You know, the church as it is uh, with respect to America in particular, mm-hmm. sure. you know, is on a decline. Right. Um, and so people are not leaving God. They're leaving these systems and structures. Right. You know, that perpetuate um, everything that is not mirrored or reflective of who God is as seen in the person of Jesus Christ. Ding, ding, ding. You know, ding. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, my, my thoughts or thinking that has been on it. You know, and then as a social worker to raise awareness and mm-hmm. to say, hey, I understand, you know, that we can take a certain stance. We like to take mm-hmm. certain stances. And I don't think that the church should should not be in the public forum or in the public spaces to talk right. about morality or mm-hmm. moral or ethical issues. I think right. that we should be chief among the voices that are there. Right. But we should not present God uh, as a moral monster in doing so. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it is uh, a bridge builder. I had I written down a definition, and I and I came across this, and I love it. It says that bridge builders are people who create relationships that cut across the lines of conflict. Um, and so, yeah. Yes. So yes, that's I think that that speaks of a mediator, mm-hmm. um, and that's our role and function even as social workers. But bridge builders are people who create relationships. Um, that cut across uh, the lines of conflict and, um, and help people, you know, come to a commonality, even mm-hmm. if it's to a place where you can agree to disagree. Right. Um, and, and that take a certain skill set and a skill level that I that I believe that church leaders and church systems need uh, with respect to cultural competence. 
um, yes. to be culturally competent um, into how, how do you, as a, as a leader who has a certain theological, biblical, moral stance, mm-hmm. uh, take the great commission, the call and the great commission, you know, and, and engage the world around you. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. So you know, we have to, we have to ask the hard questions mm-hmm. and we have to not just have the default response. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the answers. Bible, brother. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. And we're you know, just beating um, each other up with our Bibles. Right. Well, yeah, this is right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. So and recently I posted, I said, uh, just as much as we would like to argue that God is in the black and white, He's mm-hmm. also in the gray. Of course he is. And so in much of my ministry or, or life experience career-wise has mm-hmm. been in the gray. Uh, school preps you to deal with ethical dilemmas, you know, gray right. areas of life. Um, things that the Bible doesn't necessarily directly speak to. Right. And so I would like to just, you know, raise awareness to pastors and leaders and churches. And to say, hey, listen. Maybe going back to school or bringing an expert in, mm-hmm. you know, building bridges. Even if you don't have the the, the wherewithal or the insight or the understanding, mm-hmm. find someone who does, right, and bring them in, interview them, talk to them, and ask them to teach you or to to help you, educate you, empower you, so that you can be effective. Listen, the church. Um, I, I I just posted this too that the church has always been poised to be the greatest institution on this planet. Right. But we have squandered that power. We have squandered mm-hmm. that influence on everything else that doesn't reflect who Jesus is. Nor Absolutely. His Absolutely. You know, so, Preach it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I, I would like to see, you know, a, a course correction, yeah. uh, if you will, with respect to the church, when, when it comes to the LGBT Q plus issues mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's in our society. There's an intersectionality right. uh, that 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 happens, uh, and so I think that sometimes pastors and leaders uh, don't really grasp the comprehension that the world don't speak Bible. Okay, <laughs> really, <You know? laughs> right? Uh, our communities don't speak Bible, and then the people, the parishioners, you know, have lives, and so each mm-hmm. parishioner represents. You know, a a system, if you will. They represent mm-hmm. a system. Their 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 uh their school. They may go to school. They have children that go to school. They have jobs. They have careers. They have communities that they live in. Mm-hmm. And the way the world responds and deals with uh these certain said it, uh, particularly the LGBTQ issues, is mm-hmm. totally different um than how the church responds. And so mm-hmm. when we're when we're fear based, um. We, or we establish labels. I believe labels um, are are the things that we use to justify our biases, our prejudices. Right. Um, and so we need to remove the labels mm-hmm. um, and, and address our own prejudices and our own biases. Right, right. Well, if I can have, label you, I can limit you, right? I can just exactly. stick you in a box. And exactly. I think it's, it's, a, it's almost a universal thing we do. But the church does it. I mean, we're the ones that are supposed to transcend and we need help <laughs> as the body of Christ actually representing, um, representing a, a lovely God, uh, who loves all. But anyway, keep on, keep on going. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, in the conversation I had with a brother of mine, he said an ambassador, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't represent him or herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Represent the 
government uh, um, that that he or she represents. Yes. Uh, and so if that uh, ambassador gets off message, right? Right. Nation will recall that ambassador back and probably relinqu- relinquish them of their power and their authority because they're not truly representing uh, that government. And we as ambassadors, you know, right. for Christ and for mm-hmm. the kingdom of God have to be true representatives of the message of who Christ is yes. and who God is seen in the person of Christ. And so being Christ-centric in our message, our love, mm-hmm. hope, mm-hmm. you know, we should, we should be uh, one of the greatest institutions of hope and restoration Absolutely. for the whole of man. Absolutely. Uh, no matter what uh, pathway, you know, ideological uh, spectrum a person is on, mm-hmm. uh, when they come to us, they should know what love looks like, mm-hmm. what love sounds like, mm-hmm. what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But we come through all these different filters. We have all mm-hmm. these different set of filters. Um, and the world can't distinguish who God is versus, exactly. uh, you know, religion. And so mm-hmm. religion has this negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think arguably rightly so. Right. Uh, but it has a negative connotation. And so uh, if you have a Westboro type church that has a certain response, mm-hmm. you know, in protest and, you know, the uh, we all seen those. I wouldn't repeat those things and the things that they stated. Right. But if you had a Westboro church. Um, those in the world don't don't make the distinctions. Oh, right. but those are just, those sure. groups, Baptist people. Right. You know, they get them as whole of as, you know Christians. They, they it. so it's Christians. It's Christians, and so right. it doesn't matter if it's the Westboro Westboro Church approach. <laughs> right. You know, to, to the world, uh, they associate all of us mm-hmm. uh, in in that regard and and saying that that's our position, and so. Right. Um, when you have um, leaders or Christian leaders who, who say, hey, um, let's not necessarily challenging uh, 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 the prevailing thought that's there, mm-hmm. but expanding our thinking around the given subject. For example, right. homosexuality not mm-hmm. being in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, that it was that it was a word, that, that term that that would just uh, that was just written into the scriptures. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there before in early mm-hmm. editions of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we should have the conversations yeah. okay, uh, with respect to that. We should have the conversations, you know, uh, with our congregation. Uh, now, a pastor may have his or her beliefs. Right. You know, so I challenge pastors um, to uh, survey your community, survey mm-hmm. your community, get their thinking. Uh, right. Sometimes, again, we can be, you know, such a stake in the ground approach, you know, that we miss the nuances uh, given this subject and and the LGBT plus um, community or that issue is very nuanced. It's a very nuanced issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to consider the psychological nuances. Mm -hmm. You have to consider the uh, emotional health nuances um, in the the emotional well-being of a person in the state that they're in, you know, and have a conversation. Not everybody, not everybody has been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, so there is the science, you know, people, you know, get into these uh, arguments, the, the the science, you got to follow the science, you know, uh, type of things like that. And so I've challenged people. I say, mm-hmm. well, you know, if, if that's your line of reasoning and thinking, mm-hmm. what do you do with, you know, uh, people that are born intersex? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so what do you They're born with both sexes and, right. and they didn't have a choice or a decision, you know, over 
um, the, the, uh, the, 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 the physical uh, uh, persona that they would take on. The right. parents made that decision for them. Right. You know, maybe one part of the anatomy was more developed than the other. Right. And so they made the decision to go with right. this particular We're going to raise as a girl. We're going to raise as a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so now this, this uh, individual is raised feeling trapped in this body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, subject to these social constructs and these social conditioning. Um, and, and throw religious conditioning and right, constructs in there. Right. Um, and they suffer in that place, wow. you know, never coming to be in them true sales. Right. Um, and so I was watching uh, Mulan, of all things, uh, last night on Disney. Okay. It's a really great movie, you guys. Uh, Is that so the new one? The new Mulan? Yes, yeah, the new one. Okay. Yeah, yes. and it was really good. And um, there were virtues, you know, that uh, that the so- that they were having the soldiers uh-huh. and, um and one of the virtues was about them being true to themselves or being ah. true. Mm-hmm. And so Mulan was, she was disguised as a male soldier, you know, trying right. to fight, you know, for uh, her family's honor. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and fight for the kingdom. And so this lady, this opposing uh, 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 force or uh, the enemy, it was like, you know, her, they were battling and she was like, who are you? And right. she, she came up, you know, with this name, her male name or whatever. Right. And she asked her again. She said, well, who are you? And she said her male name. And the lady told her that you would never uh, find healing, you know, if you're never true to yourself. Wow. Thank you, Disney. That will preach, right? Yeah, I mean, that will preach. That right? Will, yeah. So, right? You know, oh, goodness. <laughs> and so we're telling the community mm-hmm. um, to be what we want them to be. Mm, right. Right. That's wow. And they they will never find true healing, and so this is why you, in you will find uh, 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 people they will conform mm-hmm. because of right. peer pressure. Right. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So it, the message of the church today, it, it seems like it's more about conformity yeah. than it is about to true be, freedom. To be part of part of our group, to be in, you have to look like this. These are these are the things that are required for you to be on the inside and to be approved by God. And yeah. right, uh right. Yeah, that you're right. Keep going. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we we establish these these conditions mm-hmm. and, and people wanting to have community. Uh right. they've been rejected by family. Um, they've been rejected by maybe a certain segment of society, mm-hmm. you know, or internalizing their own shame and guilt of their own struggles right. or coming to terms to their own identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you see how this thing could be compounded and then you throw them into a system that's, that says that, hey, yeah. we're loving. Come to our church. Right. We're welcoming. Right. You know, uh, welcome all. Got Come to as be. you are. Right. <laughs> Come yeah, as you are, you. but you can't stay as you are because to stay in, you've got to look like something in particular. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's double talk. Yeah. It's manipulative. Right, right. It's false advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you bring people into these systems and um, and then they marry. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden a, a scandal occurs or happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're like, oh my God, we're caught off guard about it. Why? Because we've taken, we've, we've, we've taken the Bible, we've taken scripture, we've mm-hmm. weaponized it mm-hmm. and we weaponize it so much that we've created a, a, a system of thinking that, that represses people's sexuality. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
you we know, have such a problem a with sexuality in the church any way it's displayed period. <laughs> right i mean we've got issues uh and yeah and so for us to try to overlay on people that are already hurting uh we just compound and compound and compound and compound uh, and I mean, this is a real thing and for us. We're supposed to be where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. I mean, we're supposed to be purveyors of love and freedom. And so what does that look like? Um, and, and which means that each and every one of us as uh, the individual part of the whole really need to take a look at ourselves and how we are uh, engaging uh, with all of these things internally. So yeah, keep on going. This is awesome. Thank you, Jermaine. I'm enjoying yeah. this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and thank you for having me. But yeah, it's, it's, it's important, you know, that we, that even in this present time, I was just thinking about this as I was getting on the show um, to share. Uh, we've come through and still dealing with mm -hmm. a worldwide epidemic. Yes. It has caused people uh, to isolate themselves, mm -hmm. um, to, to, to extend the time, especially our older uh, uh, population, yes. um, not being, because they were so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, I, this, I want to take this way, but it makes sense in a minute. My wife is a nurse. Uh, and so they were uh, giving out the shots for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said that, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the old, because they, they started with uh, the older community, Mm -hmm. um, and they were, many of them, some of them were crying. Oh boy. Wow. Because they haven't been able to hug and, you know, right? their family, their, their, their grandbabies. Right. Yeah. Right. Their family. And yeah, so this vaccine exactly. has given them a greater sense of hope now to reconnect with their family. Thank God that they can reconnect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you got people dealing with all kinds of issues, right? Mm -hmm. Emotional issues, suicide rate, um, right. uh, has gone up, uh, uh, depression skyrocketing yeah, depression yeah so yeah. a lot of emotional things have happened right and so now that we're coming at maybe hopefully we have a tunnel of light of hope right because right. of the vaccine mm -hmm. uh and so the church is now we're you know the the orders are rescinding we can gather again mm -hmm. and you would think that the church's response would be one that is receiving of, of to, to, to be to be restorative, to be of hope, mm -hmm. empowering to people, given what we just come through. Right. But yet we're we're in a state of protest. Right. I, I don't understand it. We're we're in a state of protest. Uh, You're talking uh, about the with, church is in a state of protest, or the, the state, country. yeah, mm -hmm. with respect to transgender issues yep. and legislation. Um, Brett Hansen in his book called Unoffendable, and I encourage all your listeners to go out and get it right away. Yay. Uh, in his book, he says, uh, don't condemn the culture, redeem it. Ooh, that is good. And I thought that that, that quote in of itself is so powerful. Wow. Um, that, you know, Jesus, you know, sees life in us, the best in us. Mm -hmm. um, and he speaks to that. Holy Spirit speaks to that. It calls that out of us, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Out of a mistaken identity, out yes. of a life of doing life on life terms, mm -hmm. um, you know, living out of our trauma, living out of the pressures of life. Uh, but Jesus comes in and he speaks to the real us. Yes. And he calls that out of us. Yes, um, he does. And so you would think that we would be postured enough, mature enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as the church to be the very same thing, to mirror mm -hmm. that 
to the world around us. Absolutely. And, and sadly, uh, uh, in, in, in some instances, we have not been. And that's not in every case, in every, mm-hmm. in every situation. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, affirming communities. Uh, yeah. There are uh, what people are called the progressive Christian movement. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, they come with these labels. I just mm-hmm. think of it as we're in the age of reformation. Mm-hmm. And um, just like during that time of Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation movement, the challenge the uh, the status quo was being challenged. Right. The, uh, the Catholic Church was the mainstay mm-hmm. of all things education. You yes. know, with the empowerment of the state or the the uh, the, uh, the the uh, the kings and the queens that right. had their backing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was politically <laughs> entrenched as well. Right. Yes. So they're they were kind yeah. of in bed together, so to speak. So exactly. Going. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of. Seeing those parallels of history, with mm-hmm. as you, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and so you know the agenda of the church has been intertwined politically, and so there's yes. this intermarriage uh, between church and state, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, that's being challenged now. The yeah. status quo is being challenged, yeah. uh, and people through at that time it was the Gutenberg press that put mm-hmm. the Bible mm-hmm. into the hands of the average person. Right. right? Sure. Uh, today, social media is our modern Gutenberg press. Uh, mm-hmm. And so people right. are coming across, especially during this uh, pandemic, they haven't been in the, the traditional context of doing church. Right. You know, people have been church hopping virtually, <laughs> you know, right. social media has been the go-to forum right. of uh, means of communication. And mm-hmm. so, uh, people are coming across new information. They're coming right. across uh, GOMA. They're coming across uh, other communities that's talking about the grace message, mm-hmm. you know, that's talking about the love of God and yep. making Christ centric yes. and making Christ the central focus and making his theme, you know, the terms to his themes mm-hmm. of his message, mm-hmm. which is metanoia, change the way you think. Right. Uh, and so that's in that message, in that context, he was talking to a very religious uh, culture, you know, yeah. culture that was very cult- religiously in, uh, 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 um, induced with uh, in their thinking, their thinking, mm-hmm. their worldview sure. was very religious in scope. And so Jesus was challenging his that culture to change the way they think about their relationship with Father. Yeah. Um, and so you're hearing that same message today um, uh, with, re- with respect to reformation and reform, yeah. you know, about, hey, listen, there is no separation between us and the father. Right. You know, the separation was in our own thinking. Right. Uh, the grace minds. message, mm-hmm. you know, that you love, that you can't mess it up. <laughs> you right. can try, but love right. is there to uphold you. Uh, you know, people say, again, with the label sloppy agape or whatever, uh, the message, but it is an empowering message. It's not a, Absolutely. it's not, I like what someone said, it's not a license to sin, it's a right. license to sin. Uh, ooh, um, nice. And so, you know, this should be our position uh, uh, as the church. And so, I have hope for the church. I love mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Uh, I, for all instances, I am a church boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the church. Um, and so uh, it was, uh, I don't have church hurt. You know, sometimes when you right. criticize the church, people automatically think that you have church hurt. Right. You know, my, outside of maybe some of the run-ins with the pillars of the church, uh-huh. uh, my church experience has been pretty positive. It, uh-huh. it wasn't until God called me out of the system mm-hmm. of doing church into go on a detox, a journey of deconstruction in my mm-hmm. own life, mm-hmm. in my walk, you know, and now to come together, bring it, break it down to his bare bones. What's left? What's right. left is the love right. of God, right? <laughs> you know, yes. the nature the essence Christ. of who yeah. I am. <laughs> and Absolutely. so that becomes uh, the bridge mm-hmm. uh, that I think 
the church should begin to build its bridge on and its outreach is on a bridge called love. Oh my goodness. Uh, Preaching my message. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. So the intersectionality again, um, is, is real world life impact because the, the, the church for some people is a lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, For some people, the church is a place of hope, the hospital healing. Absolutely. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so you want to have people because of a community where you're, you're, you're placed at, where they're going to come in looking for absolutely hope, absolutely answer solutions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. acceptance, right? Exactly, exactly. Right? Uh, and 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 being loved. You can't be loved if you're not accepted. You can't exactly. be. I love you. Except this has got to go. No, you just have to be loved. Otherwise, it's, it's conditional because it has a condition. <laughs> so absolutely. And people are starving. And that is, that is a, we need love like we need air. Amen. We need love like we need air. And, and, and the thing is this, if we, uh, if we don't have a connection to pure air, we're going to breathe toxic air because we need love. And so as the church, we want to make sure that we're, that the love, the air that we're representing is not toxic. So we do need to detox. Uh, so, you know, Christ, Christ is in love with his church. He's in love with his church. He's in love with humanity. He is in love and drawing all things to himself. So what does that look like? Well, that means that the church where we're not looking lovely, where we violated love, where we're not doing the commandment of love to love as he loves, that's our commandment. Um, when we're not doing that, we are being shaken. We are being conformed into his image. And, you know, and, and, and whatever's not of love's kind, that is going to go. And that's kind of a painful thing in the church when we've had structures where we've had to defend, say, uh, what we think is holiness, or we've had to defend God or defend our institution or defend our stance versus reflect the one who's like, who needs no defense (laughs) and who's not all uh, in a wad about trying to defend himself or all that kind of thing, but is trying to woo the world about who he is and who they are made in his image and likeness. And so um, I'm, I'm so tracking. I I think this is such a time when we can upgrade rather than getting in our, you know, trench holes and just, you know, duking it out. Um, but what, what is the upgrade? What is the upgrade? It's going to look like love. And, and sometimes what that looks like, it's just something we've never seen before. That's part of the upgrade. That's what, that's part of the metanoia. But in that place where we get that upgrade, we are transfigured into the image of Christ. And that's, that's what, um, you know, that's what, uh, what Holy Spirit's doing, you know, in the church world wild and wide and drawing humanity to, himself. So how is your, um, you know, I know there's a lot of sort of uh, dicey political, (laughs) oh my goodness. Yes. We were talking about this dicey political things that are going on. And as, as, as the body of Christ, do you have any insights and how, how we should navigate that? How we've got, we, how do we navigate, you know, people that are, are really struggling and they're just such authentic, there's such pain there. And if we can't address people's pain and at least be sensitive, and sometimes we just need to keep our mouth shut because we really don't have an answer, 
right? Um, but we can love people in the midst of whatever that is. And sometimes that's the greatest ministry we have to offer. But how we have an individual response, we have a corporate response, and then there's this whole political cray cray. And whatever insights you want to throw out there, just go. <laughs> okay, I'll start with I'll start with the individual. Yeah, uh, that's a good place to start. First, mm-hmm. um, is that uh, awareness of, of culture, you know, awareness of father's love for you. Uh, we can't give out what we what we not aware that we truly have. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and, and, and the love of God is vast, is deep, is present, is resonant in all of us. It's the reality of our nature. Uh, and so there for the individual, there needs to be a personal awakening, Absolutely. Uh, you know, a father's love in their life, you know, uh, in their own transitions, you know, whether I'm in a posture of, 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 of a slave mindset or a sonship mindset, mm-hmm. you know, so for the individual that there, there needs to be their personal awakening because Love automatically flows out of that. <laughs> you know, it begins to challenge your present mm-hmm. paradigm. Yes. Uh, in your own prejudices, your own uh, offenses, if you will. Right. And Love so, is not touchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just in that, and then just in a practical sense, uh, listen, go to a community uh, uh, facility uh, that's uh, helping the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Volunteer. Aww. Uh, you know, volunteer because there are a lot of hurting kids um, that are, that are, that are in transition Mm -hmm. and the religious community rejected them. You know, this is mama's them church. This is daddy them church. This is grandma them church, Mm -hmm. you know, rejected them. And so they were in search and looking for community. So challenge yourself, you know, reach out, you know, if you got a coworker, a family member, you know, mm-hmm. talk to them, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I just recently posted, I said, uh, you know, don't judge. I said, don't judge anybody. Mm-hmm. Invite them out to dinner and have an open, open-hearted conversation right. first before right. you judge them, right? And right. cancel them. Uh, yeah. Canceling people is so easy. So individually, yeah. mm-hmm. I say that. Um, and then corporately with respect to pastors and mm-hmm. leaders, mm-hmm. Um, you have to be uh, uh, conscious to weight your words. Uh, yes. Because your world, your words have real world impact and consequences mm-hmm. because of that power um, and authority of uh, 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 power structure, if you will, mm-hmm. between a uh, pastor and pew member, mm-hmm. uh, especially if your members weigh on every word that you say as a leader and take it as if it's God. Right. Uh, right. And so it's OK to state my opinion mm-hmm. and right. my perspective. Mm-hmm. It's OK to do that. Yeah. But also at the same time, paint, you know, the reality of who God is in the person of Jesus. And it's about love um, and encourage your people Always. and educate your people. Um, there, there's uh, somebody posted um, something from uh, the focus of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a whole write up about 12 pages about, wow. you know, this outreach and build up to the LGBT plus community. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was so disingenuous. Uh, it was so insensitive. It, it was so, it was the way they worded it. You know, they came against the arguments that people were making, you know, mm-hmm. they considered the progressive Christians and their arguments, you know, uh, you know, taking away the scriptures. And so they came with this whole approach <laughs> that is so disingenuous. It's mm-hmm. People, people will spot, they, they, uh, uh, Andy Stanley talked about, you know, the gospel and how irresistible it is. Mm-hmm. 
things, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but people can spot a fake. People Boy, can spot I tell you, right? From a mile away. Right. Uh, and so yep. I think <laughs> leaders, yeah. <laughs> leaders there need to be something authentic and genuine in their outreach to people, mm-hmm. you know, to be, uh, to create a space, you know, where dialogue, healthy conversations and dialogue can take mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Listen, don't just put up the testimonies of people who have been delivered, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. from homosexuality. Right. right. But what about those that feel comfortable in, in their, uh, in their personhood? Right. You know, as LGBTQ, mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. feel that they need to be delivered right. from homosexuality. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we want to always up in the conversation with, you know, uh, putting up people who who used to be former this, right. but not people that's current in, in, the, right. in that space. They can speak right. to you about, you know, what they really want and what they really desire. And mm-hmm. so I think the disconnect politically mm-hmm. is, is that in every argument, right, in mm-hmm. every uh, protest group, if you will, there's, mm-hmm. there's for them, there's a legitimate grievance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then there are people, there are fringe groups that mm-hmm. have their grievances too, right? Um, because this is a certain fringe group's perspective doesn't mean it's reflective of the whole group. Exactly. So, for example, you have people, you have abortionists. I mean, anti people that are anti-abortion, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, that feel like, hey, we should just blow up abortion clinics and kill right. abortion doctors. Right. You know, that's right. an extreme friends group. That's right. not reflective of all the Christian community, exactly. you know, and people that are anti-abortion. Right. So you can't lump in and make mm-hmm. these overgeneralizations right. uh, to this community. Most in the LGBT plus community mm-hmm. just want to be affirmed, accepted mm-hmm. and recognized. And so mm-hmm. if you have a transgender person, who identifies uh-huh. as a male transgender person or female mm-hmm. transgender person, mm-hmm. respect that, respect their, mm-hmm. respect, uh, uh, respect their pronouns, you know, uh, how they want to be referenced, how they want to be referred to mm-hmm. respect goes a long way. We in the church, we yeah. preach honor all day long right. as leaders, right? right? In our church systems and structures. Mm-hmm. But yet when it comes to the society, we don't want to honor society. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, well, the Bible says this, when well, you were born this way. Right. So I'm going to refer to you. That is so, that is so uh, uh, disheartening mm-hmm. and ingenuous, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and unauthentic and unloving. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, exactly. So we need to also, Stop putting labels on stuff. Good idea. Keep Stop going. putting labels on right. stuff. Right. We we uh, hate to be labeled, right? Right. I'm exactly. I'm not. I I am definitely not pro-abortion, but I'm not blowing any things up. But right. So we hate that. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a level playing ground. So yeah, keep on going. <laughs> yeah. So you know, stop with the labels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and be a bridge builder. And here's some points I've written down about being a bridge builder. Nice. Uh, it's it, uh, being a bridge builder again are people who create relationships that are that cut across the lines of conflict so number one you know help establish relationships relationships two mm-hmm. improve communication uh three build trust between conflicting people and groups mm-hmm. and so and, and a lot of that is not it, it may be intuitive for me because i'm a social worker mm-hmm. right you know that may not be intuitive for a pastor or leader but because you are a pastor or leader you have to you have to become more aware of emotional intelligence. Right. You have to be more effective as a communicator. And so maybe taking a class or two or training right. your people, 
you know, on cultural competence, uh, what it means to be emotionally intelligent leader. Mm-hmm. You know, there's classes and things, all kinds of stuff, free stuff too, right. uh, for pastors and leaders to 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 readjust their thinking, for them to have a metanoia moment mm-hmm. so that they can be effective. Yeah. Again, you can communicate your position, mm-hmm. you can communicate your perspective mm-hmm. without it being harming or psychological damning. Uh, damaging to people. Um, A lot of times pastors in protest say things that are emotionally triggering, Mm -hmm. that are psychologically Mm -hmm. triggering for people, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the LGBTQ plus community that is very trauma-based. And so being aware of trauma, uh, uh, pastors need to be educated because again, uh, we're we're coming off the heels of, of uh, of a pandemic. Right. People are dealing with a lot of emotional stuff. Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Bible and verse is not always the resolve of the answer, you know? Exactly. And so we exactly. need to it's, It can be very, become, very damaging. Just exactly. because the Bible says it doesn't mean it's ministering life. And, exactly. you know, I mean, the truth is we're, we're not even handling this well with one another. And exactly. so, right, so we're beating each other up with our Bibles. But then, you know, but then we go outside the community to this, you know, this diverse, nuanced community, but there's a lot of pain in that community. And, you know, and so, yeah, so it's like we lob our, our stuff in there and then we're, and then, yeah, but we're love. Well, it's like that. It's not feeling like love, <laughs> right? So we, we, yeah, we do have to grow. And I, I think sometimes we, and, and, you know, as it's a, it's a really tough job to be a pastor and leader in ministry. Yeah. It's really tough because you, you need to be trained in the word. You need to be trained in all these things, but we need to realize that it's about people. Yep. And so with that, uh, we are, it is incumbent on us to, to develop in our emotional intelligence, to, to really listen to people where they're at, to be pertinent and not be so ready to have the uh, scriptural answer or whatever, or be the whatever, uh, but be able to engage with people in a way that's life-giving, in a way that's life-giving. You know, if you look at how Christ dealt with people and all sorts of people, um, very often he'd let them kind of yammer on in whatever they were talking about that was not scriptural or whatever, but he, he wanted to get to the heart. So he, he was slow to speak and didn't always feel like he had to even put his, and he's, you know, he might be a little bit more competent than we are. Um, right. but, uh, you know, but he would let people because he's trying to draw out the heart. What's important is the heart, is the connection. That's what's important. People as human beings um, and just their val- their intrinsic value. Yes. And they all have journeys. You know, no one knows um, wh- where people have been through. What, what, have, what have they gone through? We don't know that. So we have to be humble um, uh, rather than lobbing something at people, but being humble and really listening to their hearts. And, you know, the other thing is you're also invited into people's stories. It's not, you, yeah. you don't, you don't like be a bull in the t- China shop and just like insert yourself as whatever. We have to be, um, uh, gentle and kind. Uh, you know, the first two attributes of love is patience and kindness. And, you know, usually like we get to patience and I'm like, I'm out. I'm already like, you nailed me right there. <laughs> and then we have, you know, and being kind in that. So when we're engaging with a whole population that is diverse, 
Yeah. Um, if we're diverse as a body, well, what makes you think that that this community is not diverse and nuanced and has their own story, their own perspective and right. uh, whatever? I mean, we're people. We're all people trying to navigate life and life is rough. Uh, right. and all of that. So, um, I, there's such a beautiful thing that I think the, the, the Lord is, is positioning the church and he is, we're under, we are under reformation. We need reformation, uh, uh, because we are supposed to be this beautiful entity representing a beautiful God of love that, that is the most powerful thing on the planet. Um, and, and that's our plan. And so, which means that we need to be correctable and upgraded individually. And then as leaders, you know, all of these different things that you're touching on, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, keep going. You were talking, I think you were starting to address maybe some of the political stuff or no, you don't, whatever, however you, however you want to go, <laughs> take it away. Yeah, yeah No, it, this is such a beautiful and necessary conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even to the listeners, please take this, share it, you know, with your pastor, mm -hmm. with your leader, or if you're a leader or pastor, share it with your community, your leaders, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and draw, listen to Holy Spirit and draw from there, you know, what Holy Spirit may lead you to do, you know, uh, that's going to be different for each and every community. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, but you're right is, you know, we can't take a, even in, like a social work or in the medical field, mm -hmm. we, you know, one size of one size fit all approach is, no. is so, uh, is, is, uh, it's so old school, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But we have to take a more individualized approach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to these issues. Uh, and Jesus, uh, one, somebody had uh, talked about or pointed out, they alluded to Jesus' story with the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And they tried to use that as like a chief story in response, you know, with respect to this particular issue. You know, he mm -hmm. didn't justify her lifestyle, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, that's the wrong way to look at that story. Mm -hmm. I said, you have to look at that. That's one of many stories mm -hmm. of Jesus showing us right. how he deal with individuals mm -hmm. individually. Mm -hmm. It wasn't right. always the same. Right. And so right. we as the church shouldn't take a generalized, uh, blanketed, black mm -hmm. and white approach right. with individuals, as you were stating earlier about their own individual journey. And so every person has a story. Every behavior reflects a need. Mm -hmm. um, and there needs to be a safe space and a place for conversations to have mm -hmm. and not assume. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, you'll hear Holy Spirit leading you, guiding you, sharing, saying these things to you, right. you know, for a person's life or they're coming into their own, you know, revelation and insight of discerning Father's voice, mm -hmm. you know, in their mm -hmm. own life, right. and discerning their own identity that's rooted in Christ. Right. You know, we are not the arbiters of, of, of discipline. Uh, to for moral uh, change in a person's life, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we we serve as signposts, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, messengers, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, for a person's life. But again, not to paint God as a moral monster. You know, but everybody has a journey, and of course, what they're going through. Right. You know, uh, bringing people to a place of what is healthy, right? Uh, 
truth in some regard, you know, um, is, is subjective in some regards, in some respect. Um, and so, you know, we have this whole notion about truth, right? And so we'll argue that God is a a, a, uh, a moral God, right? <laughs> or a truth God. I say God, he's a truth God. Truth and love, right? It's synonymous, right? right? Mm-hmm. And freedom more than it is a moral God. Again, that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, uh, take away from us having that moral conversation and, think, and sure. being more morally sure. responsible. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is not that type of issue and conversation. Mm-hmm. This is about the personhood of a person, right? Yeah. And def- helping them to define their identity, not in their lifestyle, mm-hmm. not in right. their behaviors, but in who Father says that they are. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So affirming people in their Christ-centered identity and mm-hmm. their sonship, mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle for a person who who, who may be, uh, same gender loving, right? Mm-hmm. They're just as holy as anybody else because right. they're in sure. Christ. They're just right. as righteous sure. of anybody else. You just want anybody, whether that's a person that is uh, uh, same, uh, if different gender loving, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to tell them the same thing. And, and when I was in social services, our group home, you know, we had a pilot program. It was a, one of the first programs to launch um, uh, an inter uh, community of mm-hmm. young boys and uh, young boys that identified as LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and it was at that time very religious. So it was a, it was a re-education for me mm-hmm. um, at that time too. Um, and one of my favorite clients, and I was their favorite staff, identified as trans. Uh, very awesome young lady, very mm-hmm. awesome uh, young person, very insightful, mm-hmm. secure in who they were mm-hmm. uh, in their identity. But had a story. Right, right. Had a story, very powerful story, mm-hmm. but had a such a sense of clarity and direction for life. And so in this program, I, I it was adjustment. It was a, a shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it shifted my worldview. Um, I had very, because of religious conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. I had very uh, narrow-minded, right. very, like very mm-hmm. narrow-minded, you know, worldview. But God, through that experience, shifted me you know, um, and, and, and it brought a greater sense of love even out of me that I didn't know I had. Wow. You know, that was very That's loving beautiful. and acceptance. And so I would use that. Just I would tell them all the same. Hey, mm-hmm. it's about being healthy. Okay. Right. Uh, who you dating? <laughs> okay. Be mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, be safe in your relationships. Be safe. Establish boundaries. And so my conversations uh, with uh, my young men who, who like girls or my young uh young people that that were that identified as LGBTQ, my mm-hmm. conversation was always the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was always the same. Be healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't make those distinctions. And so uh when it comes to that, it's about being healthy. Yeah. You know, uh a lot of our responses is rooted in fear. Yes. You know, it's yes. very fear based. And fear mm-hmm. and love can't occupy mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. space. Diametrically opposed. So you, yep. Yeah. You would not be effective as a leader you know, rooting your arguments in myths mm-hmm. and rooting your arguments in fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it is. And this is what attributes to phobia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you'll never be able to have an effective outreach to the community. The world is changing. The world is very accepting and very mm-hmm. affirming. And people are not going, uh, uh, are, are going to continue to uphold uh, these systems and these institutions that are mm-hmm. very toxic, mm-hmm. that are very uh, traumatic for people. Right. Religious trauma 
syndrome is very real and yes. you have advocates that are advocating for it to be placed in the DSM-5. And when it's, when it's solidified like that, that's mm-hmm. going to change a lot of things legislatively. Right. And so if the church don't make its course correction right. that it needs to make, there's mm-hmm. going to be legislation and we're going to cry. We're going to cry persecution. We're going to cry, you know, religious freedom mm-hmm. and things like that. Freedom mm-hmm. comes with responsibility too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's going to be legislation that will come to help the church mm-hmm. make the necessary course corrections if mm-hmm. it don't make it itself. Right. right. And, and, and the truth is that we need to be led. The sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God and institutionally, um, the Lord is also leading us as well. And so, I mean, I feel like this is such a wake up call for us and we can either choose to embrace it or we're going to have external things imposed on us that I'm not really clear are going to be actually get the job done. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, so we can either um, respond ourselves in our wake up call or we can have it imposed on us and 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 cry foul when our problem was if we had done this before this would not be an issue so i just feel like this is such an an opportunity for the church to be the church to be that beautiful bride that reflects a glorious god who embraces all right where they're at exactly and um you know and and so i i think uh I, i this is such a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Jermaine. Any final things that you want to uh, add in there? Yeah, I, I, I just want to encourage our listeners, you, you know, you maybe uh, uh, like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing none of that, Jermaine, Catherine or whatever. That's <laughs> fine. But mm-hmm. I just want to challenge you, um, especially if you're a pastor leader, survey your community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to encourage you to do some introspection. That's all. Yeah. Just, you know, get somewhere quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and walk through um, your your ideas and your beliefs and see if they truly reflect who Christ is. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, I mean, after I mean, Jesus is our safe place and yeah. he's, you know, Holy Spirit is the one that's conforming us into the image of Christ. And so you can trust him. Um, and, and, uh, rather than clinging on to what has been clinging on to scripture in a way, you know, you can make scripture pretty much say anything you want it to say. Um, so what is God saying through his scripture? What's God saying to you directly? And I, I think it's so incumbent as leaders that we really, okay, so what, it, what is, what, it, what are the changes that I'm needing to make and starting there? Um, cause we can't lead where, we're, we haven't been led. And uh, so this is such a, a, a time for us to be gloriously upgraded. Um, and, you know, so we can take it, we can take advantage rather than get freaked out, rather than get defensive, rather than pointing fingers, rather than getting offended, you know, all of that, rather than entrenching ourselves and preparing for battle, all of that. Let's take advantage and allow all those things to strip away what's not of love's kind, what's not of the, in the image and likeness of God, um, and who He is in Christ. So all of that. So, well, Jermaine, I love you. I, it's such a joy uh, to hear from you. I just lap it up. I hope you'll come back again sometime. 
And uh, yeah, and, and I just want to thank all the listeners for uh, for joining in. I know this has maybe been challenging. It's good. It's good to get our cages rattled. Good things happen when we, we, we get shaken. Uh, we get to be upgraded on the other side. So thank you, Jermaine. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you'll come back. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Captain. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody, make sure you share this with people and everyone have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.